You're listening to Discovering Truth with Dan Duvall. Hey folks, Dan Duvall here to remind you about a new offering that we have starting this fall in 2022 called Overcomer Accelerated. This is a pilot program where we are going to be serving survivors, those that are on a healing and deliverance journey from traumatic backgrounds. And the reason why we're doing this program is because over the years, we've noticed a difference in progress between survivors who are being equipped during their healing journey and those who are not. We've actually modeled this after the DID Coach Mentorship Program that we do over at Ride Ministries. It's an immersive training experience designed to accelerate your journey from survivor to overcomer. You get a number of things that are included with this offering if you opt in which includes two hours of group coaching. Uh, Individual coaching will be happening every week. Part of this program includes a support group with me in the fall where I will be doing live demonstration, or you could consider this group coaching every week, an opportunity to watch me minister to others the way I do and to get clues and hints and and even ideas about how that can be applied to your own personal healing journey or or to receive directly as others watch. There is also a library we're making available with a lot of hours of courses to equip you with knowledge and understanding on how to overcome. In the fall, we're going to be piloting this with the Overcomer Accelerated Bring Your Own Coach option. Starting next year, we're going to be making coaches available as part of the program for fixed monthly rates. So we want to encourage you guys, overcomeraccelerated.com, which you can link to from the official website, dandevall.com as well. You can also at any time become a podcast patron. You get membership benefits along with a 10% discount on merchandise at the store, invitation to ask questions on live forum podcasts. We have yet to do one of those, but that will be coming. Free courses taught by me and early access to podcasts. One last thing, be sure to check out our store at dandevall.com because we have a whole lot of really cool merch that you can get your hands on, such as the robe of righteousness with the names of God for women or ask me how to bust the devil upside the head t-shirt. How about that for you mighty men out there? All right, we're going to get right to the podcast. God bless. Those were your announcements. Well, friends, welcome back to Discovering Truth with Dan DeFall. I am back with Jan this week to finish the conversation that we abruptly concluded last time. We're here talking about the development of a conversation on essence as it pertains to her story. Now, if you did not hear the uh, podcast we recorded a little while ago, you'll really want to listen to that before you listen to this, because um, we're picking up in the middle of the conversation. We're not going to backtrack because we already said it. So get that and then 
if you've already listened to it, you're probably eager to hear the rest of all that has developed. Now, where is this conversation coming from? Well, first of all, Jan is a survivor of satanic ritual abuse, government-sponsored mind control projects, and comes from a a bloodline that's been pretty heavily defiled, to say the least. Well, uh, she began to run into a conversation around essence in her healing journey that connected her into all kinds of stuff that had to do with a preconception time frame. Um, and, 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 and we're really talking about an area that's m- more or less a black box in the minds of many people, right? We, we, we're often able to begin to track things that happen to us as, as we are conceived and, and going forward. For those that have been through extensive programming by government projects or in the satanic cults, they begin a, well, could be a quite rigorous pattern of torture and trauma, even to children developing in the womb before they're born to ensure that there is lots of trauma and fragmentation so that they are able to be formatted for the cult's purposes. But um, we are talking about essence and how it applies to things both after conception and after birth, as well as things before conception. And, And so Jan walked us into this conversation from what she was gleaning through session work through connections that she was making with Jesus ministering to her spirit and essence and 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 we are talking about it now we are going to be picking up this conversation uh <laughs> long after um well we've understood that essence pertains to life and so Jen welcome back to the podcast Thanks for having me back, Dan. And I'm telling you, I had a lot of information on Essence. And uh, when you cut me off, I'm like, oh, no, I didn't get to say everything because the rest of this is the best part. So I'm <laughs> all <we're> back. <laughs> well, I guess it's a good thing we came back, Jan. So I'm going to turn it over to you. Why don't you pick up where you left off in the last podcast, and we are going to take the journey together. Okay. I left off and was ready to start talking about session that we had in November of 2021. And so we had been working three years together at this point, and all the information that had come up about essence before this was uh, just pieces, parts and pieces that were starting to add up, but I didn't, I didn't have the whole picture yet. But um, this is about the time that you wrote your prayer on essence. And uh, I got to uh, receive that prayer. I think it was in one of the groups when you, when you prayed it over us. And oh my gosh, I got tons and tons of deliverance and uh, actually had a, had a, um, a breathing problem that I'd had for two years since I'd had COVID. And uh, that problem got resolved during that essence prayer. And I haven't had a problem with breathing since. So thank the Lord that you, he gave you that essence prayer because it really made a big impact on my life. Hmm. So um, uh, I, re- I, 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 um, Jesus revealed that I was used in this session uh, for experimentation in mapping the framework of essence uh, in the body. And that happened at the NASA facility 
that I was taken to when I was 10 years old. And I've talked about some of the other experimentation they were doing um, at that time and in previous podcasts that I've done. A lot of work uh, to teach us remote viewing and traveling in the astral and things like that. But this particular day, uh, he was taking me uh, to show me um, the memories of the experimentation they were doing on mapping the essence. And so they were used a float tank where they had that had salt water in it. And they applied a very low voltage uh, to the tank, to the water. And then they used probes that, that they could pinpoint locations in the body where the essence is concentrated. And so they would use these uh, needles or probes, and then I would report back to them uh, the sensation. So uh, it would either be like a pin prick, very tight location, or it would be more uh, a broader location. And so they, um, they mapped all these during that time. And um, I remembered that the, it, it wasn't so painful. The work wasn't so painful, but the hours were really, really long. So they were doing this for a very long time. And um, afterwards, uh, I, I remembered that they would give us a drug and then we would uh, sleep afterwards. And uh, which I think that may have not been, I mean, I think they may have done that for other things that they were experimenting with too. Uh, the, in general, all the work they were doing were really, for a kid of that age, was long. The, the hours were long, and the work was sometimes tedious and uh, sometimes uncomfortable. And so um, later, this programming, the, the things they found out about this programming, identifying these points of concentration, were, um, were mapped through the mind using newer technology. So I was there at a very early, you know, in the 50s. And uh, so they were start, you know, they were starting there and then they progressed and used more and more technology as time went on. Uh, Jesus indicated that essence is light and energy at this point. And uh, I wrote that in my notes after that, after that uh, session was over. He also said that there's a color range that correlates to um, certain dimensions, and that essence has an inverse relationship to the activity of RNA. Um, he said this activity with RNA looks like a sine wave, and that every system of the body has cycles of work and rest, and that essence is like an engine at the center of this activity. Mm. So um, I remember at the time that we didn't we didn't get a whole lot of information on that, and I. I don't think he's uh, come back to that yet, but I think probably he will over time. So in February- Well, hmm? I will say <laughs> this. Um, you know, I, I have a, a secret folder. It's called uh, proprietary prayers. And um, in it go prayers that are not public, not known. Many of them I share with the uh, coaches that I've trained can be found at you know coach.bridemovement.com but uh, yeah some of them just sit there and I, I have one that is actually called the RNA essence correction prayer which has only received a modicum of testing um, for some extremely 
effective, strangely enough. So, uh, you know, that there's a connection there. Uh, anyway, I don't know if I'm at the full bottom of it, but go on. Okay. So, um, in February of 21, uh, we passed a milestone and had our 100th session, which seems impossible, but it was true. So, um, Jesus had been showing me uh, images of boxes, and these boxes were nested together. So they were cubes, but they were just like the outline of a cube. So, and the outline of the cube actually was, was like a pipe. So it, it was hollow inside and it just followed the outline of the box. And then there were nested ones inside. So this, this all started just to come out a piece at a time. The, Jesus had told me some time ago that um, sometimes he shows me images of actual memories or actual things that are going on. But sometimes the images that I get, he told me to consider them like dream language. So they're things that he shows me that are in the dimensions that I can't really explain or see. So he gives me images to try to understand the principles of what he's telling me. And I think this might've been one of those things where he's using the images of these boxes to try to uh, get across the principle of how this works. So these boxes, which are frames, have these pipes that make the framework and there are colored stones traveling inside of those cubes. God's light shines through the stones and the colors are reflected into the cubes. Then the colors inside the cubes mix together and form new colors and images and uh, shades uh, inside the cubes. So these boxes that are nested, and, and this, I, I believe this was showing me either my spirit or my soul, and I'm not sure which one, or maybe both, but they did represent essence, he told me. So they, so there would be this series of nested boxes inside, and they can, they can interact with other nested boxes from other parts of me or with other people. And so um, it's such a complicated, <laughs> he, he brought this information to me over an, a number of months and I've always wanted to make a model of what he was showing me, but I can't, I wouldn't even know where to start to try to make a model of it. So I think it's one of those dimensional things that I just, you know, I just can't put it into 3D world sure. uh, reality. So, uh, so they do become like a communication device between parts or between people, souls and spirits. So um, Jesus reminded me of something that he told me years ago about Father God being a kaleidoscope and that each time you turn a kaleidoscope, you see a completely different picture. And that's the way Father God is, that he has infinite beauty and that it, you'll never see, you know, this the same side of him ever it's always different and i just thought that was such a beautiful image so um one morning i woke up and there was a, a 
what looked like a composite entity <clears throat> I could see with my spiritual eyes. And um, it looked like it, he was just a collection of colored stones. And he was very antagonistic. And so I prayed and angels came and, and captured him and took him to Jesus. And I reported this to, um, to Dan. And um, so anyway, we, uh, we prayed about that. But Jesus um, started tying in the idea of these nested boxes representing the essence of the shining one portions of the human spirit. So he had introduced the, the, um, uh, the words shining one uh, about a month before that. And so here he's starting to open up that whole new uh, information channel to me. So um, Jesus was talking about the shining one portions of people's spirits being dull and tamped down and the need for them to be cleansed and activated during this age, the age that we're in now. And he indicated that these boxes that are uh, clouded because of the corruption of iniquity and need to be cleansed so that God's light can pass freely. So he was relating the idea that uh, shining, that the shining one portions of people's spirits are dull because of the iniquity and that these boxes have the, that are clouded because they have the iniquity. So he started to, uh, I think, show me a relationship with what he was showing me about these boxes and shining ones. And so whew, I was just, shining one was a whole new concept for me. I'd never really heard about it before. And, and uh, I was just trying to get a handle on, you know, what that was all about. So um, he said that when, when shining ones, people who have their shining ones active or activated fellowship and pray together that they create a brilliance in the spirit realm that has an impact on the kingdom of darkness. And I got the impression that soon there would be an activation of shining one spirits on the earth. Uh, I got a new image of that entity that I'd cast out about that time. And um, I heard the word majesty. And so I understood that he had replaced the real stones that, that were in my essence that had been stolen. So <laughs> I know, I'm sorry, this might be a little confusing. <laughs> oh, it, it, yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I was afraid of that. <laughs> but here's the deal, here's the deal. You know, let me, uh, let me just say a few things. Number one, speaking of the kaleidoscope, you know, a lot of people miss this, Jan, but in Revelation chapter four, specifically in verse two, it says, immediately I was in the spirit and behold, a throne set in heaven and one sat on the throne and he who sat there was like a jasper and sardius stone in appearance. Many people don't realize that God the Father sits in his throne, in the throne room, manifested as a living stone. So stones and design are entirely connected, even in the source point of all life and creation. Now we're creating the image of God to think that stones and uh, light have nothing to do with our design is 
quite ludicrous considering the one who sits on the throne is like a sardius and a uh, jasper stone now um this, uh, moving on uh yeah you know this whole shiny one concept man oh man does that go back for me <laughs> and, and and you know back in a, a long time ago it's, this was extremely controversial and i told people uh when when we finally got around to addressing some things that you know shining ones as a concept had been showing up it just comes up it comes up in the deprogramming work it comes up along with all of these other concepts that are you know connected to the end times and the unveiling revelation it, it, and it, it has a lot to do with the spirit. It has a lot to do with the plans of God. It has a lot to do with what God wants to bring on the earth. And it's got a lot to do with what's got Satan panicking, what he's trying to shut down, suppress, thwart. And so um, on this subject, is this, the enemy certainly worked over time to shut down, sabotage, and thwart this in you and with that let's 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 talk, continue talking through the story so as jesus continued to uh explain this to me um he said that the real stones in my essence the real shining one stones in my essence had been stolen on the way in <clears throat> to conception and that um, he gave me a new revelation about my spirit and the shining one portion of my spirit, that it had been split off during conception. So as my spirit portion of the essence came in, the shining one portion of my spirit was shaved off. Um, and it had been enslaved to serving Lucifer all my life this was unbelievably like oh my gosh what does this mean and what are the implications of this and um so the shining one of my spirit had been found and frankly i don't even remember how she was found but she i think that's another whole story that i might try to do someday when I did when I work with the shining one stuff more but um, she had been rescued and she was now in a heavenly place undergoing rehab she had been in the employee of Lucifer my entire life so I had never had the benefit of her presence in my life because she was stolen and shaved off of the essence before conception. <clears throat> so, um, can, can I, I just say something here? Now, this is was really interesting for me. Obviously, um, I remember the session where she was rescued somewhat. It was a bit complex what transpired. So I'm not gonna try to recount that. I don't remember all the details. But I do know this, we do a ministry um, called Ministry to the Human Spirit. And I do this for many people. I train people to do this. And it involves calling forth the spirit man and blessing, ministering, equipping, activating, 
things in the human spirit that take everything to the next level spiritually for the individual. It's really cool. There's so much to say. Um, and when we would work with Jeanette's spirit, and I call it Jeanette's spirit because there was also a Jan's spirit that was associated with the false core and there was some confusion programming stuff there. So we had realized it, uh, the real spirit is Jeanette's spirit. But when we began to engage with Jeanette's spirit, one of the things you mentioned to me is Daniel, you know, when she comes forward, she lacks that luminous brilliance. It, it, she, she seems a little dampened down or dull, and which I was like, why would the spirit have that? And, and then we stumbled on this aspect of the story that the shining one portion was literally shaved off and displaced it, it, with its own sentience to the employee of Lucifer and really the kings of the earth, you know, th there was that work realm. And so I just wanted to point out, it was just very unique, you know, and, and, and some people think I really don't have much success with the human spirit ministry like, or, or, or it seems like my spirit really has some hesitations. I don't, I don't seem to get to the same, I, I, I will just say there's a reason why there's so much going on in this realm that largely the body of Christ isn't discussing um, that is leaving people uh, in difficult situations that Jesus wants to remediate with that, please continue. <laughs> yeah. You know, my shining one spirit, her name is Elizabeth and you know, I, I played around with the name of Le uh, Deborah for so many years, thinking maybe that was my core and that was my original name from God. But I'll tell you what, Elizabeth fits me better than anything. Jeanette never seemed to fit me. But Elizabeth, I could actually change my name to Elizabeth. I mean, it's just, it feels so, wow. uh, so me. <laughs> and yet, I've never known her. You know, we've never... Uh, we were separated my entire life, and it's only recently that I've even been able to visit her a couple of times uh, where she's being rehabbed. But I hope someday I'll be able to tell her story. And, uh, you know, because I know she's got a story about where she's been all my life. So anyway, so um, I last winter I had this breathing problem going on and I just had a lot of health challenges all winter and I kept telling Dan I thought I was going to die and he kept telling me I wasn't going to die <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I realized that um, after the essence prayer and I could breathe again <laughs> I realized that I I felt like I've been wrapped in death all my life. I mean, I, when I was a teenager, I went into a cave and made up poetry about death and dying. And I, I had one suicidal attempt in my life and that was when I was a teenager. And I just, death has always been with me, around me, in me, part of me all my life, it seems like. And I could never, never shake it. 
So um, I told, I reported Dan uh, all those issues and I, that, and that I was continuing to have uh, issues with death and feelings of being surrounded by death. And so as we started processing, I saw uh, Jeanette in the spirit at a door. And um, when she opened the door, there was a wall of boxes <clears throat> and those boxes were solid. You couldn't see through them and they couldn't be moved. And I had a knowing that those boxes represented death and were the opposite of the essence boxes that Jesus had been showing me, these boxes that had the living stones in them and the colors that came through from God. And I heard the Lord say, death is the opposite of life. And um, so at that time, uh, I wasn't sure if that meant that the essence represented life, but I knew that death was the opposite of life. So Dan prayed that death would be purged off of these boxes. I started hearing uh, um, that death is a, it's a corporate being that's being built on earth, that death is a living, growing entity, that it bleeds the life out of its victims, that death is a parasite. Uh, Dan invited my spirit to come forward and weigh in. And my spirit started to report some more things that Jeanette was actually in a queue. And there was a door that could appear on any surface of the cube. So all the sides, top or bottom, the door could appear there. And um, the, that no matter which side of the, the door was on, that when you opened it, you stepped into death. So the cube represented programming and death surrounds the cube and death surrounds the programming. So if you try to step out of the programming, you step into death. And um, the cube also represented the essence that was captured and defiled. So this, this picture was so clear when the Lord gave it to me in that form of this image, it was so clear and it explained so well the feelings I'd had all my life that I was surrounded by death. There was no escape from the death that I was doomed to be there all my life. Mm -hmm. And so Dan called this a double bind and he, he named it death cube programming. So, um, Dan, of course, jumped in and asked Jesus to cancel the program. And uh, Jesus said, we couldn't cancel the program because first, to eliminate the death, you have to have life be restored so that when the death goes, life is there. And Jesus, as a side note, said it's a dimensional thing. <laughs> so... So Dan prayed that a pocket realm of life would be anchored around the death cube. And I saw a circle of Jesus shoulder to shoulder to shoulder images of Jesus completely around the death that was outside of that cube. So he was the life 
and he was there when the death was brought down through prayer and life came in. So Dan prayed that day, I think the evil cosmic program prayer, I think. Yes, I did, which just so happens to be in my third book, <laughs> Extreme Prayers to Shake Heaven and Earth. For anyone else that would like to take down Death Cube programming in the name of Jesus. <laughs> so um, I had manifestations all over my body when that program was broken. I can't honestly say that I felt a rush uh, of life come in, but the feeling of death has been gone ever since. So it was a, it was a done deal that day. So thankful. I am too. You know, folks, I, I, I'm stubborn. I mean, I just, and irritating sometimes. I know that you probably don't get that listening to this podcast, but the truth is, you know, people bring me bad news all the time. Dan, this, and I said, you know what, Jen, you will live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. I could see the frustration in her eyes. It's more intense some days than others. Dan. <laughs> Don't want to hear that right now. <laughs> Deliverance is so sweet. Dan is definitely persistent. Oh my. I have to say that. <laughs> So, 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 so let's continue talking, Jen. This is so fast. So we got massive, massive deliverance here. I mean, but, uh, well, look, that wasn't the only program obviously connected some of this stuff. There were more nested programs needing to be dealt with. Um, talk to us. Yeah. So we're, we're moving into, uh, recent recent stuff now we're up to may of 2022 so the lord started telling me about uh, other nested programs that were working within my system and the one he told me about at the first of may was uh, a program where all the four-year-olds which a lot of the parts in my system are four-year-olds uh, were nested programs so the four-year-old is a cover for parts, other parts of them that are nested under that four-year-old facade. And um, what was revealed was that every 10 years, those parts are taken for updates and they're taken to labs off planets and um, they download the information about my life experiences, um, the emotional, the emotions, memories, so forth, is all downloaded. And um, then the four-year-old is returned. And so in, if you can imagine, you have a four-year-old at the surface. And in my case, under her would be a 14-year-old and under her would be a 24-year-old, and under her would be a 34-year-old. And so these are records of my history, my life, that are recorded in these parts and updated every 10 years. And um, so 
Dan asked Jesus if he would remove these nested programs from a four-year-old part that I had called Mary Agnes. And when Jesus did that, there were four persons that appeared that looked like electrical circuitry. <clears throat> and uh, so Dan asked that the angels put them in boxes to contain them and that um, um, so that we could continue working on the issue. And later, when we look back on those images, uh, they turned into, it was funny because there were six of them that came out of Mary Agnes. And um, when we looked at them later, they had taken on the forms of an ape. And this is an image that I've seen on television and stuff before that, that sort of represents evolution. So it starts out as an ape and then he starts standing more upright and at the end he's walking like a man. So it's the image they always use of evolution and that's the image the Lord brought to me on these six figures that were just pure technology. They were electric circuitry that were these uh, nested persons inside of my four-year-old part. So um, the information started coming forth about these programs and that they were stolen essence and stolen fragments of soul fragments that are being used to seed other planets with new humans. So they were stealing essence of my soul to seed other planets with new human essence or soul, I guess. So that's mouthful, Jen. <laughs> that, that's mouthful. Someone said, I thought Earth was the only planet with humanity on it. Friend, where have you been the past 50 years? I mean, they've been telling us about what they've been doing in space for a long time. <laughs> Star Trek, Star Wars. <laughs> star everything guardians of the galaxy like they just keep telling you like, look there's a lot going on we uh, jen there's a lot going on in space isn't there yes now i think one of the harder things for people to, to figure out is why why are they so interested in human essence when it comes to galactic nonsense that the enemy's building? Why do they want to take human essence and use it to spirit children and ungodly offspring with human genetics in it to, to populate other planets? I don't know if you can answer that question, but certainly like to hear you try. Boy, you know, I don't know, but I think it might have something to do with the way we connect with our Father God. Mm -mm -mm. Come on. You know, the Bible says about the human design that it is something angels desire to look into. This is true. They've been trying to look in. These fallen heavenly powers are very interested in looking into our DNA, RNA, 
essence, spirit, soul, bone marrow, you name it. They're taking it. It's really awful. Anyway, okay, so I just wanted to highlight that point in case anyone is just listening and kind of like letting it wash over them like, oh, yeah, other planets. Okay, next point. <laughs> let's, just, let's just highlight that for a second. Now you know how I feel every week. <laughs> this, um, this experimental program is being tried all over the cosmos, Jesus told me, mm-hmm. and that it's being orchestrated by an AI race uh, and at the direction of some of the kings of the earth. And they're trying to create a false eternity. So they're stealing the essence, creating new people to inhabit new planets. Uh, And I don't know what else they're doing once they get them there, but uh, that's what they're doing. So uh, he said we could think of it in terms of an electric universe. Um, He said there are whole planets populated by AI beings made being made from our essence and DNA right now. And so Dan prayed for the essence and the DNA to be removed from these electrical beings that were in the boxes of water. And I just saw them all collapse. They all collapsed into the bottom of the box. And um, uh, alternate DNA in essence was extracted from those beings on on the other planets where it had been taken. And so uh, the Lord reported that only the apparatus was left. So virtually every part of my system had been set up with this spiritual, physical, AI developed technical overlay through these nested parts of my four-year-olds. It was also revealed that I was selected for this program because of my bloodline as usual. And the AI race that was working this program does not have a human form. So the electrical beings in the boxes are like recording devices that record intellect and emotions. And I was sold into the program by Illuminati factions. And um, Dan asked for the name of the AI race that was doing this. And I got the name Plagurius. And um, he mentioned that 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 was similar to the name plagiarism. And so we (laughs) sort of discussed that a little bit, if that might be possibly kind of a pun on what they were doing, really. So uh, Jesus said that we could pray for all the beings out there that, that were built on my DNA or essence but that I did not have the authority to pray for other beings that were built on other person's DNA or essences. And he said another prayer would need to be written for a more cosmic solution to that. So that's where we left it that day. (laughs) You know, friends, I'd say... 
y'all, y'all made me crazy. I, I used to be a normal person. I, I did. I used to think that George Bush was a good person. I used to think that you could trust Dick Cheney. I used to think that CNN was reliable news. I didn't even believe that the giants in the book of Genesis 6 came from fallen angels. I thought they were just big people that came from normal men that were just a little more sinful than the rest of them. You know, I, I tell y'all, I've been changed over the past 10 years, quite dramatically. And, um, It's called the removal of the false reality overlay. That's what it is. Artificial intelligence is an ancient enemy of God. It's it's so weird to just be like, yeah, I'm publicly going to make that statement and claim because I believe it is 100% true. We've just run into too much data to ignore the point. And, and, and there are, you know, what you said was just so huge. It's like, you were sold out. You were, there, there was a sale made between Illuminati factions and artificial intelligence that implicated your destiny. Wow. But you're not the only one. Food for thought. Totally not the only one. I'm meeting other ones every day, it seems like, in Bride. Well, and that's why we're doing this, Jen, because we want people to know it's okay. Like, this is a real conversation that's producing real fruit in your life. I mean, we're not just saying weird things because it's fun to get up on. This is actually bringing life and health back into your body in real time. Please continue. That is so true, Dan. And you know what? I was, I was late to coming to the Lord, but I had all this history sitting there for all those years, not at a conscious level, but at an unconscious level, but I, I still knew it was there. And unfortunately, the church didn't have any answers for me because they don't believe most of this stuff is happening. So I, I feel like that it's a gift of God that I've been able to go back and unravel my history. And it's a gift that I can give back by telling my history, by telling my story. And I'm just so thankful to be able to do that. And I know it's hard to believe, you know, that the pill is hard to swallow. It really is. But, uh, but it's true and it's happening and it's been happening for a hundred years and uh, we need to catch up. You know, the church needs to catch up. Uh, the, the whole population needs to catch up really. Anyway, so I wanted to go back and uh, I brought up Elizabeth, who is the portion of my 
spirit that I call the shining one who's in rehab in heaven right now. Mm. So I wanted to visit a little bit of her story. I won't, I'll only tell a little part of it because I really don't know her whole story yet, but I have this piece that came out just the 31st of May, actually. Um, so I had been complaining to Dan that I no longer felt like I have borders to my system. And what I meant by that was that when I first started working on the stuff, I had whole cities within my system. I had roads, I had buildings, I had people, I had fountains, I had dungeons, I had prisons, I had all kinds of stuff inside my system. And with the work that we've done over these four years, those things have been resolved. They've been taken out, they've been removed. And uh, a lot of the parts have been integrated and uh, healed. And so now I don't have all those structures within, but I feel like I am more connected at a cosmic level. And it's hard for me to tell where I end and the cosmos begins. So I feel this openness to my whole, my whole system seems to be connected to the cosmos in a profound way. And so I, I also told him that day that I need more time to consolidate the information in my story because for four years, we've been really going hard at bringing the healing and deliverance and uh, taking care of business. And I haven't had time to really process a lot of the new information that I've gotten. So a lot of it's sitting on the shelf because I haven't processed, I haven't processed it in my own heart to bring it into my own, my, my new reality. So he suggested that day that we, that we just take time to do that and review that story, my story. And uh, he suggested that we might just start with uh, I told him I felt like I needed to do a timeline that I need to actually, you know, be able to talk and tell my story on a timeline. So he suggested that we started um, pre-birth, that we, uh, we start with the essence coming in. I thought that was a great idea. We did that for about three minutes and then went right off the rails. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I, I started to tell that story and I had all these emotions coming up from inside from who knows where. <laughs> and uh, so, so then we have to go after that to see what see what that's all about. So a part named Randy came forward. And he was mad at me, Jan, because <laughs> he said I didn't know what I didn't know what I was talking about at all. <laughs> and uh, so he started telling a story about our essence on the way into conception. And what he told me was shocking. <laughs> he said that um, 
that a whole bunch of people came in at one time on the way from the father. And uh, he said they were really old. And uh, after conception, I heard Dan in the background say ancients. <laughs> I'm like, oh no. <laughs> so after conception, uh, these old people, the ancients, set up shop and start building structures within the mind for programming. So before I had parts, these ancients were inside of me building structures to provide housing for the programming. So as parts started being formed and started multiplying, uh, once all the structures were set up and the programming was coming on board, then the ancients started moving out to set up external control. So I was just, you know, like, oh my gosh, how can this be possible? But I was getting confirmation at a really deep level within my system. So I came back to process uh, all this new material. Me, Jan, came back and let Randy go back into the wherever he came from. <laughs> So uh, as the ancients moved out, I was, I was drawn out and all connections went external at that point. And I think this happened probably pretty, not that long after birth. Jesus had been dismantling the programming at an internal soul spirit level. But now I was dealing with these connections and activities that were external. And this is why I felt like I had no borders, that I flow right into the cosmos. And I always thought that my core was split in the beginning and the parts were made from the core. But now I could see that the structures for programming were in place before the parts were created and split off from my soul. So my question was, what about the spirit? And we'd already discovered that part of the essence had been split off and taken captive on the way in from Father God. And this was the shining one of my portion of my spirit that had gotten skyjacked. And that's Elizabeth and she was in heaven being rehabbed when we were doing this session. So um, this day we found out from Elizabeth that she, uh, that she had sold out my soul and bailed out on the way in as essence. And so it turns out that she was told a few lies that when she was coming in as essence, she was um, shown that my physical self, what my physical self would go through on earth. So this is before the conception this is my essence coming in, and this is the shining one portion of my, spirit, of my spirit that is telling her story. So um, she was told that she could have a different job, and she was told that she would be in a position to change things on earth, 
and that she could control things on Earth. Basically, she was offered the opportunity to opt out of our God assignment on the Earth. And she made a contract with Lucifer to do that. And as a result, she spent our entire lifetime, her entire lifetime, our entire lifetime, serving Lucifer as a slave. So she was not aware of me or the parts or my lifetime for our entire lifetime because she was serving Lucifer as a slave and basically sleeping all the time that she wasn't working a job. So uh, that's another whole story that I'd love to tell at some point, but she's not ready and I'm not ready yet. So maybe down the road, we'll get to get that story out there. So I think there's, um, just to wrap this all up, I think there's so much more to be learned about essence, how it was created for us by Father God, how it was stolen by Satan, how it was used by occult leaders for ritual magic, how it's sold on the intergalactic market, how it's used to make clone bodies, hybrids, and composites, how it is possibly used for life extension technologies by the kings of the earth, how it's being used to seed new life into the cosmos, how it can be found, delivered, and restored to us by a living savior. And if you feel like you might be missing some of your essence given to you by Father God, ask King Jesus, because he knows where it is and he knows how to get it back. So I hope this has made some sense along the way. And uh, as Dan says, if not, just press replay. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Thank Love. you, Dan, for inviting me back. Uh, Jet, you, you've done an amazing job. And I, I was going to point out, you know, it's, it's quite interesting um, just how emotional that whole aspect of the the story is the betrayal of that shining one portion of your spirit of the rest of you. I mean, that is, you know, and I, oh my gosh, that is just, it's very powerful, first of all, because right now you're on the reconciliation side of this thing, which is forgive, reconcile, walk it out, you know, um, a lot of folks, you know, are, are nowhere near that place of revelation of understanding what parts of their humanity have bailed out on, made contracts with the devil to the detriment of the other parts of their humanity. And, you know, the beautiful story is, the Bible says, you shall know them by their love one for another. You know, th there's an application internally that is related to our design of all of this message of Jesus Christ about forgiveness and reconciliation. In fact, you know, uh, the Bible says we have all been given the ministry of reconciliation and that ability to overcome betrayal of the different dissociating, splitting parts of us and our humanity, whether it's spirit, soul, or body is huge. And so I want to highlight that for those that have been listening. Um, 
because Jesus has more than enough forgiveness to go around for every part of you and to flow through every part of you. So with that said, Jan, I'm super proud of you. You've done a great job for the rest of you guys. God bless and Godspeed. You've been listening to Discovering Truth with Dan Duvall. Visit me at dandevall.com where you'll discover merch, books, and the opportunity to engage in our private social network. Join the tribe by subscribing to our email list and supporting this podcast. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.